From Mondays.plop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Karen Greenwald, and Mark Miller announcing show number 16. Linux is the evil hacksaw that will suck the life out of you. Mondays ah. is produced by Pop Productions, <laughs> providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pop.com. And now, the man who blows more smoke than the potbelly stove at the Sistine Chapel, <laughs> Carl Franklin. <laughs> uh, that's perhaps my favorite. The highlight of my week, Jeff, is writing shit for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> writing stupid shit for me to say, I should add. I thought that was good. Well, you didn't like my Linux comment there? Well, you know, seeing as an operating system can't really be the hacksaw, that would be like, Windows is my best friend, and 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 Mac OS is my girlfriend. <laughs> now she's gay. Now she's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> lesbian. You know, Apple swing both that ways, I think. those colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there, I wrote that for a reason, Jeff. Uh, yes, you wrote that for a reason. See, there was there was going to be this wonderful story I was going to tell about this, you know, exciting story about this computer that I built and uh, and all the fun stuff that happened regarding it. And I may still tell some of that story, uh, but I'm going to have to fast forward into the future because that computer that I built came in real handy because the other computer at my house, the Pentium 3500 that's been on for a year and a half uh, running Linux, that's my sort of security center and, and everything that I route all of my important information through, uh, it got rooted. Somebody hacked me. Hacksaw! I've been hacked again. N- n- <laughs> again. Ooh. Oh, crap. This is the second time? <laughs> yes. So uh, so that was crappy. Um, and I only found it by sheer randomness. I was, I was uh, sitting on the computer. I was connected to the computer, and I was, for some reason, looking at open ports. Oh, right, because I wanted to tell that into my IRC bot to uh, change Getting something. all this, Karen. I got it. Yeah, I'm, I wanted I'm to... <laughs> taking notes. Race you oh. to the snore. Yes, race you to the snore. <laughs> I wanted to change something, right? And I, and I wanted to tell that into the bot. And I was looking at the ports that are running, and I tell that into one of them, and it says, Psy BNC. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'm not running a BNC, which is a thing that uh, sometimes is legitimately used so people can chat from inside corporate networks and things like okay, that. Okay, there's my yawn. Yeah, yawn. <laughs> that means I'm paying attention to you, Jeff. That's, that's my way of telling you I'm interested a great in Great yawning sound. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Mm. Keep going. Keep going, man. You were just offering really, something else really. that Go wasn't interesting. You know, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just thinking of how I'm going to piss all over all of your segments when they get going. <laughs> I, I didn't think stick it's needles good. in my eyes or anything yet. Dude, uh, man, I'm just listening. Linux I'm listening is hot. Go ahead, man. 
You're so anyway, <laughs> I notice that there's this hacker service running on my computer, and then I keep looking at all these services that are running, and I find another one running that's a Telnet server that's a direct login into my computer. And I'm like, okay, a bunch of crap that I didn't start running on my computer that it can all be used to uh, do hacky stuff. Although, fortunately, nobody's connected to it at this exact moment. Mm, well, that kind of sucks. And so uh, I do a bunch of stuff to try to... I do a bunch of damage control and eventually have to call up my girlfriend and have her unplug the network cable. Because I could actually remotely disable the network interface. But since there's nothing else connecting to that computer other than a network interface, I wouldn't be able to get it back. <laughs> wow. So do, and do I'm people, plugging the cable. Somebody, you can get it back? Well, I can always plug the cable back in. Jeff, would somebody want to hack your machine for any reason other than to execute a DOS? Or to just I, 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 I think actually it was just an automated hack and it used a, a specific yeah. tool and, you know, stuff like that. I think it was just an automated hack. And I think the reason it didn't happen earlier is because I used to be running my SSH server on a non-standard port, and now I'm running it on a standard port, and uh, something just... again, man. What the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> again, man. He's talking about screwing up. That's what he's talking about. What did yeah. you do, man? Just yep. patch the damn <clears throat> thing. Yeah, the problem is that I have this, this sort of creepy... <laughs> I have this 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 uptime on? fetish where I have to keep my uptime as long as possible. And this computer has been running for about 450 days without a restart, which means, of course, that I haven't been able to upgrade the kernel in about 450 days, which is like... I hate it when the kernel can't get upgraded. It sucks. <laughs> you know what he's holding on for? He wants to, at 540 days or so, the number rolls over. And that is like spunk-o-matic to a Linux geek. Oh, yeah. When they you know roll what you should do? You should number. put a bunch of files on there that say porn, and when the guy opens them up, they just they just have pictures, you know, of text saying, you know, you know, I know you're fucking on my machine, you hacker, but I'm keeping it up because I'm trying to go for 540 days. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, good luck with that, Jeff. Tell, yes. You know, the, uh, it it smacks of the Linux vulnerability of the week, which was an, uh, a little segment we did on .NET Rocks. Yes, yes. Where uh, we sort of highlighted a vulnerability that had been published in the many Linux of which kernel. i think are the reason that happened to me yes. yeah yeah oh. I, I do have a second story that is less dull than the hacker story and we'll get to that in yes. a minute uh, but first i want to hear uh what happened to karen last week what happened babe yeah i was here <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. i was just you know i didn't I didn't feel there was an opportunity for me to jump in, but oh. I was sitting right by my mic. <laughs> no, I a little bit forgot. No, I didn't forget. I was a little, you know. You needed a break from the boys, maybe. No, no, it's never. It's Jeff's fault, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's Jeff. <laughs> you were Jeff. starting to look at girls in a different way, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Always. No, I was home trying to keep my uptime as high as possible. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't no, even for get some that. Reason, I, Jeff, I think I'm I interested in Karen's mean. story now. <laughs> She's using the same words as you, but I'm interested. <laughs> so when you're keeping your uptime as high as possible, we're using a steamroller or an ice pipe for that, basically. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I was. Rubber no. bands. No, I didn't. And all of a sudden, whoa, like Mondays. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I, I like, for any listener that doesn't realize what just happened, you see, uh, Richard was thinking that uptime had something to do with keeping an erection, whereas Carl was using drug euphemisms. So, just <laughs> so in case that passed everybody by, I, we had a little bit of a miscommunication there that I think is very indicative of the various personalities of the people on the show. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and, and no, Karen didn't mean either. I didn't mean either. Absolutely not. And I don't, I don't know whether I prefer you go to sex or to drugs for me, or neither. <laughs> But 
Since that's where you're going. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just, I didn't quite get the email. I don't know what happened. Now, there may be an evil email issue lurking here somewhere. We're going to have to get to the bottom of this. But I do swear that I didn't get an email from you. And then that's maybe the third person. I'm going to disinfect and, and, and test after the show and find out what's going on. Well, anyway, Richard, how have you been? Things are good over here, man. You know, I posted to my blog the latest water cooling rev. I got those crazy video cards installed, and the machine got all set up and set up the matrix orbital to vary the temperature automatically. I had to turn the fan up and down. Came downstairs this morning to find the machine still running, and it's 70 degrees, 75 degrees Celsius inside the case. Nice. Smoking hot. Like, the water was close to boiling. Wow. The problem is though running those two ultra video cards in SLI mode, which is the super high res mode, and I can pull out sixty five frames per second in Half Life Two at nineteen twenty by twelve hundred for all you serious gaming geeks. The machine tries to melt a hole through the floor. <laughs> the radiator's just not big enough. I'm going to have to go to an external radiator or something to try or, and get this machine cool, or just at least another radiator. Yeah, well, there's no more room left in the case. <laughs> Can't you just cool down the water yeah. a little bit more aggressively? Uh, well, this the thing is, I got the flan, fan going flat out as it is. Maybe I could put a, a bigger fan in. Well, you see, this is compressor. all this is all passive cooling. You're talking a radiator. There's no active cooling. Maybe you should get an active cooling system, like a uh, phase change or whatever they call it, cooling system, like a <clears throat> refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, or a Peltier. Yeah, that might. But work. That sort of defeats the whole purpose of the quiet PC thing. That's right. And it's going to go... I don't know. With the amount of water this thing is pushing around and the fans that he's going to have to have on these two radiators, I think he's probably lost the quiet PC part of it. Well, Mark Miller, you've been quiet. Uh, What's on your mind? You feeling okay? Uh, I'm a little pissed off at my therapist. Oh. Huh. (laughs) Okay. What's up? He he says I'm too obsessed with aliens invading our planet. Too obsessed with aliens? How can you be too obsessed with aliens invading That's our planet? That's what I'm planet? thinking, man. I'm thinking, you know, okay, you can be too obsessed with collecting these fucking little spoons from around the country, but aliens, man, we're talking about aliens invading our fucking planet. I mean, that'd be just the kind of thing that a fucking alien invading our planet would want me to believe that I'm too obsessed. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Wouldn't it? <laughs> then things kind of went, went wrong. Went no. bad after that. I spent the next 30 minutes trying to rip it off his human mask, trying to find the fucking zipper in the back of his neck. <laughs> Fucking advanced technology, no fucking zipper, man. You got to watch out for these aliens, man, because if they land, you know they're going to have a, they're going to be more intelligent, higher, back, advanced man. technology than we are, right? I mean, think about it. The odds of them land, if they're going to land on our planet, they got to have higher degree of intelligence, and it's not just going to be a little bit; it's going to be a lot more technology, man. And if they're carnivorous, what are they going to do? They're going to set up McDonald's all over the place, and you're going to find me up there on a spit, man, in some fast food alien place to being sold. So we got to keep on the lookout for these fuckers. Too fucking obsessed, man. Tell us how you really off. feel, man. Just don't hold back. If they have better technology, maybe they know how to keep Richard cool. That thing no, they just know how to preserve human bodies for longer, so they're crunchy and crispy when they bite into them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking aliens, man. You know, and it's going to be me against them. Everybody else is going to be, there's no aliens, there's no aliens. I'm going to take them on them and save the fucking world, man. It'll be a battle of wits. It'll be just like on Star Trek, man, and I'll figure something out at the last minute, and the aliens will go, crap, we didn't think of that, and I'll run away. <laughs> so he says I'm a little preoccupied no. with this. 
I love how Jeff says seriously. How can you seri- How can you really be too preoccupied, too obsessed with aliens? Yeah, I agree with Jeff, man. That's the uh, Jeff Maciolek school of obviousness. There. Yep. Well, Mark, I, I seriously hope that you feel better. And I don't know. Are you taking any medication for this uh, condition that you have? Just crack cocaine, man. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the caffeine. I, I find that it, it improves my powers of perception. Like people that I thought were like, you know, on my side, family and friends, I now see them for who they are. Beautiful. Trying to take my little cracky wacky away from me. <laughs> 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 Tell me to cut down on it. <laughs> Fucking aliens, man. <laughs> anyway, the, the crack helps me feel better about it. But <laughs> That's great. Moving on to a segment we call The Week in Geek with me, your host, Carl Franklin. Now, this is a segment we started last week, and it started out, innocently enough, as just a sort of a wrap-up of uh, some things that have been interesting in the news for geeks uh, this week. And uh, told a couple of Google stories and all that was fun and everything, but the main story of last week's Week in Geek was the Star Wars line. And for those who didn't listen... Here's the facts. There's a whole bunch of people lined up at Grauman's uh, Chinese Theater in Los Angeles <laughs> waiting for Star Wars 3 to come out six weeks, well, five weeks from now, uh, May 19th. And they're standing in line. They have been standing in line for a couple of weeks now. And Grauman's, here's the thing. Grauman's Theater has categorically denied that they are going to have the premiere of Star Wars at the theater. And they have said, no, we're, Star Wars is not going to be shown here. At the same time, a theater across town, the Arclight Theater, has confirmed that it is going to be showing the premiere of Star Wars. And that has not persuaded the line stayers to move. In fact, they're just growing in numbers. So uh, they're answering the payphone. We called them last week. And we talked to Sarah. And Sarah told us, you know, how much fun they're having in line and why would we want to move? We have electricity and we have Internet access and pizza. And uh, it's so much fun, despite the fact that there's going to be no movie. So we thought we would call them back. And uh, the number, the payphone number is 323-462-9609. Let's check up on the Star Wars line and see how it's going. Star Wars line, you're on. Hey, who's this? This is Ron. Who's this? Hey, Ron, this is Carl Franklin from Mondays. Oh, what is that again? Uh, from Mondays, where it's an internet talk show. It's a funny show. Oh, sort hello, of like hello. Morning radio show. Hey, uh, we called last week, and uh, there was about 20 people standing in line. How many people are there now? Right, uh, yeah, there's a good about uh, 20 to 25 people. Yeah. Is, is there anybody in Star Wars garb right now? Star Wars garb? Yeah, you know, dressed up like Chewie or a Stormtrooper or C-3PO uh, or Darth Vader or something. No, no one. There's only one uh, Jedi, green Jedi costume. And it's Ron, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, were you in line last uh, at the last premiere? Uh, no, this is my first time. Okay, so what do you expect's going to happen? Uh, about the movie? No, what do you expect's going to... Well, do you know what uh, what's going on with Grauman's, uh where they Right, they, correct, they, correct. They said they're not going to show it there. Oh, yeah. Were you aware of that? Yeah, I am. Okay. So what do you think is going to happen, you know, in five weeks or whatever it is when they when they well, premiere? Well, uh, you know, if it's not playing here, I'm probably just going to go see uh, 
seat somewhere else, but uh, you know, I plan on staying. Okay, but are like, you? I'm here for the experience, you know. Yeah, sure. So you hang out with like all the other fans and stuff. How long have you been out there, Ron? Uh, well, this is my third time here, and uh, I've been out here for like two hours already. How long do you normally stay for? Uh, like five hours. Wow. What do you guys do for five hours? Uh, well, I answer the phone, uh, play cards, you know. Stuff like that. Huh. Talk you, to people. you know, I gotta ask you, you said this is your first time, well, your third time uh, being like in a line like this. Up, yeah. yeah, so so you're a line virgin, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if, if you keep up this sort of activity, you're gonna be a virgin forever, you know. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, don't, don't worry about me. I'm just the sound guy, and, and uh, don't pay any attention to me. So back uh, to you, but, Carl. But I want to I know, though, is, do, do you think the majority of the people that stand in line actually believe that it's going to be shown at Grammons? Well, I don't really know. I, I, guess, I guess so. But no, not really. I, guess, I think everyone's like pretty much informed, you know? Okay. So is there some kind of intent to protest here? Are you trying to convince Grammons to show the movie? Yeah, I, w- I wish. I mean, every other Star Wars movie has premiered at Grauman's. Seriously. Right. Yeah. So in a perfect world, that's what's going to happen, right? That's what you guys are hoping for. Yeah, I'm just hoping, you know. Okay. Do you think George Lucas knows about this by now? Uh, I hope he does, you know. I think he does. Do you think he cares? Yeah. Really? I hope so. Actually. Yeah, I do too. Actually, we're pulling for you, you know. we, we... I'm totally pulling yeah. for you. I think George is sold out to the man. He should be going to Grauman's. Yeah, seriously. Regardless of my razzing, yeah, I think I think everybody at Mondays is is in agreement that uh, George Lucas should just buck up and you know take the little bit less money that Grauman's could offer and say, you know what, screw that other theater. Grauman's is where it's at. Hey, Ron, is there anyone else there standing in line that wants to talk to us? Okay, hold on. They want to talk to you. Hey, who's this? Uh, Frank Racer. Hey, Frank. This is Carl Franklin from Mondays. It's a, a comedy geek show on the internet. We have about 5,000 listeners, so is them, you mind if we talk to you on the show? I don't care. What seems to be uh, the, the general idea for the people who are standing in line? you think the majority of the people are there for the fun of standing in line, or do you think that they actually believe that uh, they're going to have an effect on Grommans and, and bring the movie to that theater? Well, not only that, but we're also raising money for a local children's charity called the Starlight Star Bright Foundation. Oh, now that's new. What's that all about? It's basically a charity we're uh, representing to raise funds for to to where they go out and build a private environment for kids inside their hospital living areas Hmm. to where they get games and stuff like that brought to their bed. Hmm. that are sick in hospitals. Is there a website that people can go to? Uh, Yeah, as a matter of fact, there is. What is it? Liningup.net. Okay, well, we've read about you guys on liningup.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So at liningup.net, there's information on how to contribute if they want to. Exactly. So All what- they have to do is basically go to the little section up in the right-hand corner when they get there that says donations, please, and make a donation. So what do you think or, about my question, though? I mean, you think more people are there for the fun of standing in line or for the no, hope No, we're that... all here basically for a charity purpose besides standing in line. Well, I know that, but but do you think that the people who are standing in line for the for the movie uh, are are there to... to They're hoping that it's going to come and, and be shown at Grauman's? We're, 
trying to ask for that. They already stated that uh, if we can get a copy of it, we will show a midnight showing. But other than that, we're not going to show it at all. And we're trying to get it to where they do show it here because that's where uh, yeah. it started and that's where we want it to end. So you think if enough people stand in line, they'll uh, they'll they'll show it there? We're open. Okay. Other, but before that, we had to buy block tickets at another theater. But we're trying to get at least a single showing right. at a Grauman's to uh, complete the saga right here. Okay. So is uh, Darth Vader there by any chance? Uh, no. Well, that's okay. All right, so one more time. It's liningup.net. And the the whole idea, the line didn't start out as a charity thing, though, right? I mean, you oh, guys it originally were... was a charity thing from the very beginning. Okay, well, this is something we didn't know. Yeah, this is yeah. this is news. I think that, that maybe a lot of people out there are, are misinformed about what's going on with the line. Yeah, okay. they are misinformed. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people just think, oh, we're sitting out here for the heck of it. No, we're sitting here trying to get people that we know to go into liningup.net and then go underneath the section to where it says the name they want to sponsor, and they put in that person's name and then the amount they want to sponsor, and they have to either use a check card or a uh, credit card, and then that's how the donations from there get automatically switched over into uh, the Starlight Foundation's account right off the bat. All right. That's cool. Yeah, thanks for thanks for giving us that info. Yeah, and good yeah. luck with that. All right, man. We'll talk to you later, Frank. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I'm working on a novel right now that makes fun of Star Wars. Oh, really? Something that's never been done before. <laughs> a novel that makes fun of Star Wars? Covering yeah, new it's ground. Been, it's been made fun of in the movies left and right. It's just never been done in f- book format. And what is that novel going to be called? Food Wars. Food Wars. <laughs> yeah. And that's never been Instead done before? Instead of Darth Vader, or? you have Darth Veggie. Uh-huh. Instead of uh, Jabba the Hutt. You have Java, J-A-V-A. All right, Frank, Frank I, I'm sorry, but on behalf of all our listeners, I'm going to have to cut you off, man. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's just ridiculous, man. Well, all right. Best of luck to you. We'll, we'll talk to you later, Frank. Bye. Bye. I got a Star Wars line story for you. Okay. Well, this was happened before. Uh, uh, this happened when Episode One came out. So this is before, like you know, you know, Lucas pulled the wool over our eyes and you know gave us Jar Jar. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm standing in line at Star Wars with my with my daughter, who was probably I don't know about eight years old at the time. And uh, and uh, she says, uh, "Dad, Dad, uh, you know, we had lines not moving." She goes, "Dad, what time is it?" I said, "It's ten thirty, about ten forty-five, almost." And she said, "What time's the movie start?" I said, um, starts at 12.30. And she goes, what? We're standing in line for like two hours? And I said, listen to me, you little missy. When I was your age, I stood in line for Star Wars for four hours. The line went around the block for five, five, five miles. And we stood in line, and it was snowing, and we would have changed tied to our feet, and we made it in. And so you, little missy, are going to stand in line for two hours. This is fucking Star Wars. All the everybody around me starts cheering. They're all like, yeah, fucking Star Wars. No respect from the kids, man. Uh, so anyway, and then then I saw Jar Jar, and I was like, you know, had no written my 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 kid never spoke to me for like you know three years after that. What the hell was that? You made me stand in line for two fucking hours for Jar Jar fucking Binks. All I'm respect like, died know. that day. It was the classics were good. I and I just like to say, I mean, I can appreciate what these guys are doing. Not that I'm about to go stand in line with them, but. Every other show is open at Grauman's. Yeah. 
it just astonishes me that this one wouldn't open. And although, you know, I've come to realize that, that George is really about the money now. Sure. You know, that the last three shows have demonstrated, or last two coming up with the third, he's just trying to make the bucks. And if Arclight offered him more, well, he'd switch. Sure, why not? <laughs> I think wow. it's just, I think it's got to be, if it's got to be rated R, man. I got to see some, you know, I got to see Jar Jar getting gutted with a laser man, with lightsaber man. That would be cool. They haven't been <laughs> rated R? No. Really? They're no. like PG-13? I want it to be. Yeah. No, they've all been Gs up until they say this next one's going to be the first one that'll be PG. No, oh, no, no, no. They've all been, been PG, PG. And they're saying this one might be R. Yeah. No. Yeah, yes. that's what they're saying. Easy yes. enough to find out. I'll but hit IMDB. The, yeah. You know, the cool right. thing about Star Wars films is you almost every one, somebody loses an appendage. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> a hand. There's always dismemberment. That's yeah. right. Hey, the uh, the first Star Wars, 1977... That's a new hope. Was actually PG for wow. violence and brief, mild language. I think they were all PG. Yeah, mild yeah. language. Yeah, yeah. I Sorry think it should have been mess. fucking rated. You know, PG. You know, NC seventeen for being able to see the eyes and the Ewoks mask behind the little holes in their mask. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't want to see that. They're just totally like, I'm like leaving the theater, man. Little Ewoks. <laughs> You know, and I, 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 you know, we, we, we don't have any f- footage of this, Carl, but, but, but you and I both bought the, uh, the DVD box set. That's and right. And the deleted scenes, including yeah. the Ewok Gungan War. That's right. We're going to have to dig that out and, and, and play <sighs> a little of that. Ooh. Yeah. And speaking of dumb shit. <laughs> Mark? Yeah, Carl? Yes. And now Mark Miller is going to lay on us all of the people he's found this week that are actually dumber than you. As a service to all of you who work with smart people and are constantly looking for people dumber than you to measure yourself appropriately against Mark Miller. All right, guys. Well, uh, story number one, man humiliated by dog. According to San Diego police, on March 28th, an unidentified male suspect approached a woman walking her dog, snatched a plastic bag she was holding, and proceeded to run away. (laughs) After running for almost two blocks, the suspect reportedly stopped to check the bag, only to discover it was occupied by a fresh, hot, steaming pile of dog poopy. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Clearly pissed off, the angry man threw the bag onto the ground and then ran back the two blocks to the woman. Angry but out of breath and no doubt humiliated, the man demanded her money this time. (laughs) Meanwhile, the dog, who had just finished his first order of business, reportedly lifted his leg and commenced with a release of a golden shower upon the man's left leg. According to police, the woman told the suspect she had no money. When the suspect realized his left pant leg was in sock were now soaked in the dog's pee, he turned the gun on the woman's dog and ordered it to stop peeing. <laughs> now, just between you and me, man, if you're in the middle of pee, somebody points a gun at you and tells you to stop peeing, you're not going to do it. <laughs> and I think I can speak for the dog. He's not going to do it. But anyway, the dog, however, called the mugger's bluff and continued to pee on his leg. Oh, no. The man then pulled the trigger, but the firearm failed to dis. Charge. The suspect attempted to shoot the animal a second time, but the gun again failed to fire. Police say the man then fled the scene. Uh. As well he should. So, Mr. Unidentified Male Suspect, I've got three pieces of career advice for you. One, if you see someone walking a dog carrying a plastic bag with steam escaping from the top, chances are it's probably not cash. (laughs) (laughs) Two, 
Dude, if you want to check the contents of your latest heist, don't run away for two blocks before looking. It's just embarrassing when you have to go back to correct your order. <laughs> and three, if a dog is peeing on your leg, don't shoot it. Just move your leg out of the fucking way. <laughs> Look, I appreciate that you're trying to stay focused on the job and all, but trust me, it's good to look around every once in a while. And and here's a tip for you. Watch for the back leg lifting in your direction. It's a big clue. A big clue that something wet is coming your way real soon. So... We can reach no other conclusion than this, that you, Mr. Poopy-stealing, marathon-running, pee-pee-pants-doggy-shooter, you, sir, <laughs> are dumber than me. Yeah! woo Yeah! <laughs> Story number two. I live for this, Harvard man. economics professor learns important lesson. Harvard economics professor Martin Weitzman has been accused of trying to steal a truckload of manure from a Massachusetts farm. The farm's stable manager caught Professor Weitzman red-handed with his truck, which was loaded with fresh horse horsey poo. The stable manager stopped Weitzman from leaving and then called police. Local police said uh, he seemed a little befuddled standing there with a truck bed full of manure. Yeah, just like a professor to be befuddled, huh? Weitzman <laughs> then offered to pay for the manure on his truck. Like, okay, the cops are, all right, I'll pay for it now. He's an economics professor. <laughs> According to the stable manager, the Harvard economics professor had been stealing manure from Rockport, Massachusetts farm for years. You <laughs> <laughs> finally caught him. Now, Carl, I know you're probably wondering about street par- price, right? Street price. Now, I can tell you that here in L.A., it's possible to get a kilo of primo Colombian horse gold, 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 gold horse poopies for about 22 cents. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can I say that again? Yeah, please. You better. I think I've been on some of this primo Colombian gold horse poopy. I cannot say this fucking thing again. Uh, Anyway, this translates to roughly $35 for a truckload of poopy. Professor Weitzman has been charged with larceny, trespassing, and malicious destruction of property. Apparently, he was tearing up the land with his tires, doing burnouts on the farm, and shouting, Viva la poopy! Oh, man. So, <laughs> Professor Weitzman, you trespassing, truck-driving, manure-stealer, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Dude, you're a Harvard professor of economics. 35 bucks gets you a truckload of manure. Supply and demand, dude. Supply and demand. <laughs> so, Professor Weitzman, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yeah. <laughs> Story number great. three. It's amazing tales of poo and yeah, people's there is a little bit of right. Yeah, we're, we're switching now. Changing gears. <laughs> so happy he lopped off his nuts. Oh. Jeff Hewish, a 26-year-old Welsh rugby fan who was so convinced that England would triumph over his country's team, he boasted to friends at a social club, if Wales wins, I'll cut my balls off. No. Yeah, friends oh, no. thought Jeff was joking, but shortly after the Welsh team oh, won, things started to go horribly wrong. Jeff went home after the match, severed his nuts with a butter knife, and later returned wearing a kilt with his testicles in a bag. Oh, my God! (laughs) Yeah. A friend said he lifted up the kilt to show everyone what he had done. (laughs) It was really gross. Definitely TMI. Oh, my (laughs) God. You're kidding me. (laughs) And that's when Jeff collapsed. Staff at the club called paramedics and put the testicles in a pint glass filled with ice cubes and were careful to keep it far away from customers asking for exotic drinks. Dude, you're making this up. (laughs) You're making this up. Tell me you're making this up. I'm not making this up, man. 
Jeff was seriously ill at the hospital yesterday with his family at his bedside. He will need cosmetic surgery and may be given a prosthetic scrotum. Yeesh. The club goer said, we were all in a state of shock. No one can believe what happened. He Especially must have been him. in terrific pain. It was amazing that he could walk the 200 yards from his house back to the club. Oh, Dr. Ian Man. Banks of the Med Men's Health Forum said, this is a horrific injury. There are so many veins down there. I'm totally grossed out. <laughs> and I can now say with conviction that I wish I had been a lawyer instead of a pee-pee doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what he said. <laughs> so, Mr. Jeff Hewish, you ball lop and butter knife wield and testicle toad and psycho in a kilt, you saw a dumber than me. <laughs> Like, I would have bet money, right? I wouldn't have bet lopping off my balls. I would have bet money or something money. else. A prosthetic, uh, a prosthetic oh, testicle. That's All amazing. Right. Finally, we've got two stories. Smarter than me. Smarter than me, number one. A sixth grader and two friends in West Seattle, Washington, were suspended from school for several days after paying for food at the school cafeteria with dollar bills made on a home computer. Police say a James Madison middle school cafeteria worker found a bill that didn't look or feel like the real thing. Lunchroom staff were told to watch out for more counterfeit bills, and the next day, the sixth grader used one of the fake bills to buy beef jerky and was apprehended by the cops who were hiding behind a stack of sloppy joes. <laughs> that's, that's where cops are going to hide, right? Just you can take a break and get a sloppy joe. You know, I'd hide behind the donut display. I'd stay away from that special soup of the day, though. <laughs> anyway, police said the boy made 20 fake bills on his aunt's computer, took them to school, and shared them with his friends. Uh, yeah, aye, baby. Aye. Counterfeiting ones. Great idea to start with the small bills. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you get some time off from school without, after faking it, without having to fake like you're sick. Brilliant. And using your aunt's computer? Well, assuming your aunt is old, nearsighted, and farts a lot like my aunt. Pure genius. Pure genius, man. So, Mr. Seattle, Washington, sixth grader, my props to you because you, sir, are smarter than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now smarter than me number two or maybe not david zerflaw was in trouble having had a few drinks too many and driving like a beaver on crack he now found himself in the back of a police car waiting to take a breathalyzer test but our hero mr zerflaw is no synaptic slouch no sir in a brain-busting moment of mental magnitude mr zerflaw had an idea that would have made einstein take a large meaty dump in his pants <laughs> Because, you know, Einstein was prone to do that if a really good idea came along. It's a good poop tie-in. I love you, man. You saying you love me, man? This is not, this is not like some pre, you know, prelude to sex, man. I'm just reading my story, okay? As cops were preparing the breathalyzer, the 18-year-old Stetler man reached down into his pants, ripped out a handful of underwear, which he then proceeded to eat in the hopes that it would absorb the alcohol in his system before it hit the breathalyzer. Oh, God. And it worked. Mr. Zuffloss' blood alcohol level measured a 0.08%, just making the limit to have the charges dismissed. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Mr. David Zerfla, you alcohol-drinking, underpants-eating freak of a man, you, sir, are smarter than me. Yeah! <laughs> but just barely, man, just barely. <laughs> and that concludes. Oh, man, I got to have a cigarette, and I don't even smoke. Mark, that was awesome. Thanks, man. And now it's time for Karen Greenwald, Girl on Film. 
all about connection movies. What's up, Karen? Oh, not much. I just have a commentary tonight about connection films and how they're doing in the world because they're coming okay. under some fire. And um, the salacious world of pornography and the dry business of industry regulation might seem like miles apart, but not in Israel. Because I don't know if you know this, but the, there's a huge reform happening in Israel's telecom sector. But it's been thrown into doubt by ultra-Orthodox ultra Jewish parties who say they'll only approve it if a provision is added banning cable TV operators from continuing to broadcast porn. They had this contingency where you had to have a switch or nothing, but the, but the Orthodox Jews say, look, if we can't have it, nobody can. So mm. it is out. Mm. So I think that um, – oh, and, and the reason why it's out is because Egal Bibis is concerned that a lot of people are becoming addicted to pornography – Hmm. So, um, that yeah, that's that's what's happening in Israel with pornography. And you can't keep them from making their own, and right? the, no, you cannot keep them. I don't know if you can, but um, <laughs> but he also was fearful that many people who never thought of viewing por porn will now try it because it's come in the right. news and stuff. But I do have a little help for people who may or may not be addicted to pornography. Okay. Because there's a whole website called www.xxxchurch.com. Oh, yeah, you can bring it up. I forgot that you can bring things up here. Yeah, you got to go there. Xxchurch.com. And it's a little confusing, right? Because you go to this and they're talking about the um, like the missionary position movie. And you think like, oh, that sounds interesting. But it's all about trying to get you off of your porn addiction. Ah, and, but it and is the number one Christian porn site, though. It is the number one Christian <laughs> porn site. That is true. But they've got on this on this site, you, there, there's a link on here somewhere where you can, like, ask about your porn addiction. And it's like, ask Mark. And, and they're like, Mark, man, how do, you, how do you go on business trips, you know, and, and deal with your porn addiction? Or, Mark, how do you find a godly wife after all of, you know, that porn watching and sin that you've had yeah. or there's um there's ask kathy where women can write in and say things like my husband wants to try a new position and um i keep thinking that it's because he's watched porn before <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and the, my big clue is he said the position had to be with the dog not with me <laughs> and three other girls uh, there's the link 30 under days the age of 18 purity. So, so this is kind of like porn withdrawal, where they give you a little bit of porn every day, no, a little bit less. You know, I can't really find the. I looked and I couldn't find the porn on it, but I could find. <laughs> you know, I could find that they're trying to get you off of it, and there's ways to get help. So they right. they offer a ten week program to purify you, and they also have um, this. Wow. Triple X Watch accountability software. You install it onto your computer, and every time you go onto like a girly site, it goes to these people, and then they it hold you accountable you. to it. They'll like call you and be like, oh my God. So, Carl, you clicked into huge jugs. <laughs> See, that's to turn me on, man. I'm getting calls from these people. I'm like, Yeah, baby, I was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, huge jugs. Oh, my God. Bountiful ass. Yeah, they. Because <laughs> it's kind of like phone sex, except for they call you when you're ready, man. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you call them i'm like yeah could i speak to a girl instead of you no <laughs> it really really makes me sad uh it just really makes me sad listen wow. i got a piece of advice you know that we're talking about sexual addiction i got a piece of advice for the single guys out there best place to pick up chicks is to go to one of these sexual addiction work group kind of things <laughs> this is where you get, i'm telling you That's man this funny, is the Mark. place to go 
That's not funny to exploit people with real problems. No, it really is. It's great. To, well, it's not funny, but it's, it's very good. It's useful. It's This is the place to go. This is where you find the real nymphos, man. Yeah? This have- is the place to go, man. And yeah, okay, sure, it's breaking the rules to keep using the pickup lines all the time during the thing. But man, this is the place to go. Single guys, you take it from me. <laughs> wow. A non-single guy. Wow. There's a FYI. There's um, you can glean from this website the information that if you cheat <laughs> on your wife or husband, you can um, you can pray pray on Luke eight thirteen and be completely resolved. Really, that's mm-hmm. all it takes. Yeah, that's so all it takes. If you do it in advance, is that cool too? And the, <laughs> absolutely. I think if you do it every day, I think you're pretty much covered. It's like my wife's like, will you put down that fucking Luke 18 thing, thing, man? You're reading that all the time. Mark, why is Luke 813 on our fridge? Oh, wow. You know what? This site has a plethora of items that you can buy to yeah. help you deal with your porn but addiction. But one of them is a t-shirt that says, Jesus loves porn stars. That's why. See where it's confusing? You yeah, think it's it really pro is. porn, it really but it's is. really not. Well, no, because Jesus is supposed to love everyone, right? So Jesus well, loves porn stars. I wear a Jesus love porn star t-shirt. And you're, are your thoughts going to Jesus or are they going to porn stars? Right, that's look, true. Look, you know? man, you know, I'm, I, you know I, I'm not all the time critical of you know different religious icons, but you know, Jesus, man. Jesus, if you're listening to me, you got to get some discerning taste, man. If you're just going to like <laughs> love everybody, because like my neighbor downstairs, he makes way too much fucking noise at night. I think this guy should be on top of your shit list, man. I know you have a master plan and all, but I think you should take a look at this guy downstairs because he's pissing me off. I saw a bumper sticker just the other day that said, Jesus love you. Everybody else thinks you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did find uh, the Christian stance on pornography. And here's what they say. Everyone is aware that it's easy to become addicted to cocaine or heroin, but how about pornography? Researchers have made this startling new discovery, and a group of counselors and therapists is warning that this addiction may soon become an epidemic. When people indulge in porn, they release powerful chemicals in their brain and body, and this is as addictive as cocaine. So is having sex or learning stuff. Yeah, really. Let's see. Let's see. It, It causes the brain to release what we call... Endogenous drugs or endogenous chemicals um, produced from the bodies and have the effects, of, the effects of adrenaline, um, ephedrine, and ACH, ACTH. So basically what they're saying is is that if you watch porn, your heart rate increases and releases opiates causing euphoria or getting you horny. So the religious right has figured out that watching porn makes you horny, hey, which I think is brilliant. 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 I'm really, Look up. I'm very proud, but that's this week in porn in the news. And that's yeah. all that. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> 39 speakers in my living room. From porn to toys, it's Richard, the toy boy. How you doing, Richard Camel? All is well, man. All is well. And I just realized I'm thinking about the themes of this show and thinking no aliens, no porn, and no religious right. Yeah. Just toys. Just toys. <laughs> just toys. Toys with theme. aliens, porn, and religious right all over them. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. is a theme to the toys this week. You know, I go out and I search every week. I look at toys. Lots of people send me things. And I've got to admit, I'm going to lead off. I, we got to give props to Gary Stanley, don't we? Gary Stanley is uh, a unique individual who has been supplying us with the weird, the outrageous, the toy, the geek, the the the, the strange websites ever since Kirk Webb started doing 
uh, the Weird Wide Web, and Richard started doing the Toy Boy thing. And uh, we got to get him on Mondays. Yeah, you know what? I'm telling you, we got to do a Gary Stanley tribute one of these days. We should have him have on. Have him on because the, yeah. the guy's talented. I'm sorry I can't use every link you send me, Gary. A, you send me too many. And B, dude, I can't put that on a show. <laughs> yeah, there's, oh, my God. Because we got fucking we standards on this show. show. Like, come on. <laughs> However, there are a few gems that he finds that I look at and say, you must know about this. And like I'm that, USB to... a, that USB anus liquor. We're not going to put that on the show, oh, Gary. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's high-speed USB 2, man. We're not putting it on the show. <laughs> Just doesn't matter. Sorry. Sorry, Richard. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'll, uh, a few of the links I'm going to show you are from Gary. And Gary, thanks again. These are great things. And it just sort of helped build the theme. But this very first link I'm going to send you is not one of Gary's. This is another friend of mine sent me. And, of course, it touches all the audio buffs around, including me and Carl and Jeff. And I'm at shrinkster.com slash four R's and Romeo nine. Electrolove.com. Oh, wow. Electron Love. So these guys are artists, plain and simple. That's the only way you can describe them. They are artists who wow. make audio equipment. Wow. Sweet. And the audio equipment is, is simply beautiful. So that link that I just sent you just sort of showed you a collage of things. Huh. A lot of different equipment sitting side by side, all chrome and full of tubes. It's very cute. And there's a few clickable links on the left side. But if you really want to dig into specific items, I got to take you to a yet another link, one that I haven't properly prepared. It's really gorgeous for. stuff, man. It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it wow. is. Just, it, there's a real sort of matrix kind of feel to some of this stuff. It's all very amorphous, no straight angles, all rounded and and bulbous. It's it's quite cool. It's kind of like uh, the future. What they thought was going to happen, like you know, in the 1950s, or like yeah. those yeah. samovars, those Russian coffee makers that yeah. are. Yeah, absolutely. It's, Look at this. Everything in my room is ringing all at once here. <laughs> so editing. I love for. this stuff, man. This is great stuff. It's there's the funny thing is there's two sort of two versions of the site. Uh take a look at shrinkster.com slash four R A. This is like their old site, um, but it's got better pictures of the individual pieces of equipment. Oh yeah. So yeah, the graphics aren't quite as dramatic, but if you click on the top there on amps amplifiers and then uh, select take a look at one of these amplifiers. There's several different ones to choose from. I think the newest one is the the one on the left there, the 75. You said 4R8, is that right? 4RA as an alpha. A as an alpha. Uh, nothing's popping up when I click on amplifiers. I think we just buried the site. <laughs> That's why. No, it's actually completed. I'm using uh I'm I'm using Firefox. Maybe that's it. I'm yeah, using I'm, I'm using IE and the same thing happens with me when I click it, but I may it may be like some pop-up blocking thing. You think click no, on they the don't app? actually pop up. This is just a hover over a link that leads to a one a really nice detailed photo of their. their oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, wait, something PLL. does happen, Carl. When you click on amplifiers in the upper left, it changes. It gives you three choices down the bottom. Oh, and then you oh, click okay. on those links. Okay, that's what's going on. I get. I thought it. the same thing was going. Some sweet stuff, man. I love it. Take a look at that 75 TL amp. Yeah, I'm Jeff, at... you got to look at this, man. You'll just adore it. It's so beautiful. Wow. So this is the sort of thing you'd use in a stereo. You know, it's but it's it's past that. It's into functional art, and it really is yeah. pretty low power too, isn't it? Yeah, this is nothing dramatic, right? right. What are they talking about? Estimated power output of twelve watts, right? But you know, you don't need that much power if you've got well balanced gear. That's yeah, right. 
Yeah, you know, a lot of people aren't aware that uh, that power responses to uh, to apparent volume level is logarithmic. A 10 watt amp is half the volume of a 100 watt amp, which really confuses a lot of people. Just like you talking. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap, man! I mean, I know what you just said, but wow. Do you want to? You want a knack for making just the worst statement? All right, let's try yeah. again. A 10 watt amp is half the volume of a 100 watt amp. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Now you're talking. So a twelve. The point being that a twelve watt amp. It's actually pretty is loud. Plenty loud yeah. with good speakers on it. Right. And if face it, if you wow. could buy this amplifier, and I don't know that you can. I've looked around, hmm. and they really don't seem to have a whole lot for sale. Hmm. So where they, where um, is this? Where does this exist then? These guys are in, in a Utah. museum. Utah. They're in Utah. Oh, they, I mean, they sell T-shirts. They but have I mean, a do-it-yourself section. That thing is absolutely beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous stuff, man. And they have preamps, too. Yeah. Huh. All the products you could ever want. I'd love to put together a rig from these guys, but it doesn't look like they're actually going to sell this. They're going to sell T-shirts. You're going to have to email them. <laughs> yeah. Please. Please. Sell me things. Huh. I want one. Looks like just, well, they do have a store here, and now all they sell is T-shirts. Yeah. I see. All they sell is T-shirts. Frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when I when I stop becoming a programmer, when I stop my journey on trying to be a programmer, I'm going to do this next. I'm going to figure out how to be a shop person and work these shop tools. And build stuff. Yeah, I told you about my psycho mom, right? She used to give me shop tools when I was really young for Christmas. <laughs> like, thanks. Thanks for this arc welder, mom. I'm like five years old. Mark, do you really think you'd have the patience for something like that? I don't know, man. I'm just, I see people that are like, you know, that take spare time wow. off and do these things. And, and I, <laughs> I, I can, I feel like a part of me could do this, right? You're Mr. Code Rush. You're Mr. I want it now. I, I can't wait for two seconds. Uh, yeah, but a man's got to have dreams, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he grows up and becomes the dream calm, of being more patient, relaxed, right? Well, I, yeah, I just see these people. I'm just like, yeah, okay. I could maybe go for like some leisurely time. I could do that. That is very cool. That's cool, man. I, started, I, I know you probably had a lot more, and I just like totally sucked up lots of time with enjoying the no, hell out of okay. it. Come it's on, good. man. I love it's it, about man. talking about the toy. It's it was very awesome. Cool. It was great. All right, I got one more for you. Okay. One more audio toy. Shrinkster.com slash 4RB is in Bravo. Totally different link. Sent to me by the same guy. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. That is The thing wow. that's disturbing about this photograph of the largest set of speakers I've ever seen, that's right, a 10-foot-tall subwoofer. That's awesome. All the gear sitting in front of it, near as I can tell, power conditioning and amplifiers. There's no actual audio equipment plugged into any of this. Oh, wow. So it's silent. It's yeah, the sound it's, of an amp, a it's silent just amp in the forest. ominous. I mean, you said you wanted a horn. How about a horn three feet across? I, 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 wow. <laughs> that's fucking uh, awesome man how big would that outrageous. room have to be you know when when those waves come out of that subwoofer man they're gonna slice you in half they're gonna <laughs> yeah, start the at your toes brown note phenomenon you're gonna get half you're just <laughs> brown gonna, note. you're gonna get half the waveform the size of your What's body that from richard the brown note? Yeah. Oh, it's one of those classic uh, conspiracy theorists the, things. No, the I, U.S. Army has developed an amplifier that generates the tone. And everybody that poops. When they Was that on a that Simpsons? Speaker at you, your bowels just let loose. Yeah. And when I look at that uh, subwoofer, <laughs> that's what I think of. You know, the U.S. Army or Marines or some, some military, uh, there was some military project where they actually 
were working on some sort of chemical that turned the uh, opposing army gay for each other. <laughs> <laughs> so that would inspire their guys to kill more of them, right? Is that uh, what it was? Yeah. Oh, that's just okay, like Depeche mode. No, they or... would lay down their arms and start humping each other, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put that thing away. You guys, oh, I was preferring the weapon pointing at me. And that's, uh, you Just know. shoot me, please. That's, that was one of the one of the aphrodisiac uh, chemicals that the military was considering testing or something. <laughs> True story. So, so what do they? How do they test that thing? They 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 bring <laughs> people in. They say you're hetero, right? Yeah. You sure you're hetero? Yeah, I'm. I'm very hetero. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for volunteering for our test. We're pitching for a room for a man, and uh, we offer free uh, consulting, free console counseling afterwards. I don't know. All right. All right. So there's oh my, my little audio stint. You like? Very nice. Very nice. I love nice. it, man. Wow. Okay. I just I'm I, ready I'm ready to go on to something a little sillier. Yeah. The funny thing about this particular link is that you don't actually get to see the toy. Shrinkster.com slash four R C is in Charlie. Purdue's Rube Goldberg three Pete takes national spotlight. Oh cool. So there's a contest called the Rube Goldberg Machine Contest. Awesome. Right? And the, the whole thing about a Rube Goldberg machine is it takes the maximum number of steps to do something. Stupid. And what these guys actually had to build for a machine is quite amazing. Because the goal of the machine was to change the batteries in a flashlight. So you had to open up the flashlight, take out the batteries, put new batteries in, and close the flashlight up and turn it on. Now, that's not an easy machine to build no, anyway. No, that's But difficult. these guys who won built a machine that took 125 steps to do it. So not only did they take 125 steps to put this thing together, which was fully a third longer than anybody else could come up with, but they used things like a rocket. Really? And an auger <laughs> to make these things work. Now, this is the thing that kills me, is there's no good shot of, of the entire toy. I'd love to see a video <laughs> of this thing running. I like you can click the little picture to get a much the bigger picture. The picture of them kind of says the, it yeah, all. Yeah, the victory picture is enough. great. And there's a guy with a, holding a video camera that looks a little bit like Jeff from the facial hair department. <laughs> oh, this guy, yeah. He does. Huh. Whoa. Huh. So, I mean, it's not wheel. a really great toy. It probably didn't last very long. Oh, come but, on. That would know, be awesome to see. It's the coolest thing. I got to go to this. You know, when finally the work panic ends... And just like Mark, he's downstairs cutting his fingers off with a lathe. I'm going to be out going to Rube Goldberg contest. I'll go with you. Awesome. That does sound I like a good contest. This is what it's all about. You, you let know? me know when the next one is, and, and we'll sign up. I swear For to God, sure. we'll go. We'll do a Monday show from the floor. I'd love to do that. That'd be a howl. Yeah. When do they? When does? When is it? They, once a year, and it just went by, so you missed it. It was in West Lafayette, Indiana. Apparently. I really like the look on the girl's face in the uh, in the second picture. It's just you know. What the? It's the what the hell is wrong with this thing face? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen that face a lot, right, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the concerned funny. agony Man. look. <laughs> For the yeah, love go of close God. up. You got to go close up on her face. That's definitely a look that Jeff gets a lot. Yeah, is that that's the wait a minute? What's that thing between your legs? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that thing? She's kind of a nerd girl too, so oh, totally, it's, definitely a geeky so girl. So for her no to question. have that look on her face, <laughs> oh, she's wearing a digital watch. That's right. She's thinking, mm -hmm. obviously, I didn't torque the frame flyzer <laughs> enough. <laughs> what girl wears a digital watch, really? 
That girl. That wears girl a wears a digital watch. She's cool. That's yeah, fun. My girlfriend wears a digital watch, but she has it on her waist, clipped on instead of on her wrist. Oh. <laughs> is it is it like clipped onto a belly button ring That's or something? What I was just thinking. No, it's what not clipped onto a belly button ring. She's completely unpierced. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> TMI. There you go. All right, what's next, man? What's next in our regular weekly segment of crappy Japanese <laughs> things? Yeah. No tempura shrimp allowed. <laughs> Shrinkster.com for R D is in Delta. Awesome. I don't know why they make these things. What is this? <laughs> like trying to justify the existence of a USB fan by strapping it to a USB hub. Oh, this is sweet, man. Oh, that's cool. So it cools down your computer after heating it up by sucking up all USB the power. USB fan with up, card you know. reader, USB fan with hub. This is pretty astounding. <laughs> well, actually, this could be, this is kind of like the equivalent of like a water-cooled, you know, USB hub. In other words, the, you know, you've got a lot of these hubs. They generate a lot of heat. you got to cool them <laughs> off, so they got a fan attached to it. I don't buy it. And the fan rotates, too. <laughs> it rotates? It's not just there for... Oh, okay. I thought you meant the blade. <laughs> I see the picture yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. Okay. Yeah, okay. What can you say about that? I mean, there what it is. What can you say about that? It's just a stupid Japanese toy. You c I think what it is is you can sell anything in Japan. I think that's yeah, what this that's is all boiling it, you, down you know, to. You're, you're about right. It's coming down to that. If it, if it consumes... If it pushes electrons, you can sell it in Japan. Hmm. Did you hear that... Remember, like last year, in um, girls in Japan were wearing these two foot, one foot, two foot high shoes. Yeah, and then really, they, yeah, yeah. Did you you remember this? Well, they've outlawed it finally because there were just too many fatalities for these women walking around on stilts and just like falling off buses and getting killed. That's and, insane. And finally, it's outlawed now in Japan. But they were like really hot. These and they're a lot better for it. Trust me. Yeah, crazy. And shorter. So you too. can sell anything in Japan. So in my usual technique of alternating between the very, very good and the very, very bad, Give it to I'm us. not really sure where this one falls because it's kind of odd. Shrinkster.com slash 4RE is an echo. Harry Winston rare timepieces. That's right. So Harry Winston is famous for getting really unusual watches, and this oh, wow. is the latest incarnation. Hmm. A couple of really famous watch guys wow. worked together, a guy named Buster and another guy named Baumgartner, and made this watch called Opus 5. Now, is that the back? Hmm. So it's a back and front that we're looking at in this picture? Right. I see. Hmm. And the back side indicator, so the front side indicator, the, there's sort of an, an arrow on the left that shows the minutes that spans half the watch. Hmm. And then the hour is three rotating cubes. And so they go around, and whatever one's pointed closest to the minute hand indicates what the current hour is. It looks like they <laughs> flip over, too, don't they? Yeah, they yes, do. Yes, they do. They rotate. Sweet. Isn't that interesting? Because, of course, there's 12 cool. hours, right? So there's three cubes, four sides each. Do the math. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, man. notice the, on that top picture well, on the back side, there's sort of a little arrow pointer. Yeah. That's the time to service for the watch. Oh, that's on the funny. back side. So the watch will indicate oh. to you when it's time to take it in to be serviced. Oh, yeah, I see a little mark on the side as it goes around the thing. So, like, the full swing is, like, to get it serviced, and then it looks like about a third it's of the way. five it says, years. Wow. Okay, but it looks like about a third of the way there's a mark, and it says, change oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the three circles? So, one is day or night, and then what's that other one on the top left? Oh, day. Oh, interesting. Day of there's the a day night. counter. There's okay. a day-night counter. 
day of the week. This that, is really cool, man. I like that. Is this an amazing watch? How much I love is this? this? They would have been screwed if there were only 11 hours, you know, in the half of a day, though. <laughs> this wouldn't have worked out. So here's the specs. 45 pieces of pink gold, 45 pieces of platinum, seven pieces of platinum with full cut diamonds, and three pieces of platinum with baguette cut diamonds. So if you have to ask how much, you can't afford it. No. In the middle six figures is the current estimate. Oh, my God. Yes. I can think of so many better things to spend. The uh, the earlier version, uh, uh, an- another Opus watch, the Opus 3, which I haven't really looked at all that much, but I got numbers from. It's the only one I could actually get a price on, 90,000 U.S. used. Yeah, you know what I've, I would spend six figures on would be trying to start a company that sells overpriced crap like this to people who have too much money for their own good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great well, watch. It's very cool, and it's a piece of art, but... Come Six on. figures, come on. Come on. Yeah. Do you really want to spend 150 grand? You could make this thing in China for a hundred dollars. Kind of worth it though. I mean, if you think about all of the like no. if no. you're gonna call it a piece of art. I could buy a house. I could buy a watch. I'm not saying I'm gonna buy one. All I'm saying is if it's a piece of art and all of the sort of creativity and ingenuity that went into it, you know, I mean there are people for whom middle six figures are not is not that much money. I yeah. say go for it. If you can invent this watch and make that money, do it. They, there is a market. No, for I, it. I respect the person who created the watch. I just don't respect the person who buys the watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <sighs> but you wouldn't you mind that... owning the watch as long as you didn't have to pay for it. How do you bring that eh. up in conversation? You know, the you know my friends would be like, so how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm just like working 75 hours a week and... You know, I'm not bringing home enough money, and you know, my kids have to eat macaroni and cheese every night. Hey, that's an interesting watch. How much did that cost? <laughs> you know, you got asshole written all over your face. Yeah, I, I don't know. If you've got asshole written all over your face, you should see a plastic surgeon immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bigger concern than your watch. <laughs> Would you like a contrasting product? You yeah. want something a little different? Yeah. Something you didn't expect? Yeah. That was great, One Richard. That's I don't a good have to say though. another word once I give you the link. Okay. 4RF as in Foxtrot. The rest is self-explanatory. Fem defense, a protection <laughs> against rape. Oh, it's my a, God. That looks like an alley maker. Is that, is that what I think <laughs> it is? Uh, Tampon oh with a spike sticking out of it. It's a tampon with a spike sticking out of film. it. That's Click what on it film. Click on film. Yeah, I got to say that wouldn't work. It would be very painful. This is like, it'd be like some sort of nightmare James Bond movie, you know? Fuck you know what? Really? Hey, baby, oh you ready? And she'd be like... That is for very like, angry women. How angry do you have to be to put one of those in your body all the time? <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard of... Uh, have, have any of you guys ever read Snow Crash by... Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, it's the dentata that YT has... Yeah, only a little but lower. Neil tech. Stevenson wrote a book called Snow Crash, where one of the characters has one of these, but it also had poison in it, and it ha- it's more like teeth mm. than than just a spike. I Ow! think it, it's pretty. So bad. is it also functional as a tampon? <laughs> I don't think this thing looks very absorbent. I'll try it's just a small. All right, all right. So wait a minute. This assumes that a rapist is going to uh, rape a woman with a tampon in. Okay, so if I went to prison, I'd want to stick one right. of these up my ass. Is that right? <laughs> I think that defeats the purpose. Once you've done that, you might as well. Does this thing come with instructions? <laughs> I just want to make sure I get it right. And what do I do? I squeeze my butt cheeks to make it come out. Is that what's what's the what's the deal? Oh my god! Look, it's a How rope. do I make it attack? 
Oh my God! You know, Richard. See, it's watching these, getting these toys. It's like good sex and bad sex. The last one was like good sex. I felt so satisfied after looking at that watch and looking at this. I feel like bad sex, man. I just <laughs> had cheap, raunchy sex looking at this toy. I love to compare and contrast. You know, it's not just about the good <sighs> toys every time. Sometimes you need a few bad. Now, was toys. this a Gary Stanley site? No, no. You no, not did, a Gary Stanley. How did you find this? Well, Were you, you know, worried about you being raped? Looking around, and every so often, stuff just appears. <laughs> Ouch! Oh boy! Outdoor billboards, TV commercials. Wow! I, I'm afraid this next toy. The only reason I like it is that the picture is great, but you know the gags are are phenomenal that are surrounding it. And when you ever get something like that, you just got to share. So <laughs> shrinkster.com for our Jesus in golf. Or Let's try not RJ. to talk about the photo. Let's just talk about the potential of this device. Okay. Try not to, to talk the about world. the photo. Okay. We're going to try not to talk about Well, the she's photo. hot. That's the photo. <laughs> this is the stop snoring device. So you put this on, you turn it on, and when it hears a snore, it electrocutes you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I See, that's why she's wearing so it on the wrong place. The wrist is not where that needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I just had another dream that, that R2-D2 was biting nah. my dick off Alright I have a I have a nightmare scenario here What if you're wearing it and she's snoring There you go <laughs> Now you got it going It's like some kind of sick sadomasochistic kind of thing man I think Look it's brilliant the photo, He's trying to press it against her too right? <laughs> and against her nipples I might add That's right. Look at go. her makeup man she's gorgeous what is she, Who goes to bed with this kind of makeup on on, man. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, but the trick is she's wearing one of those femme defense things. That's what you don't know. Snoring is the least of his yeah, worries. Yeah, exactly. The electric shock on your wrist is nothing, baby. Yeah, this kid, nothing. He thought he was had a great date experience. He's like, here, put this watch on. And she's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, well, how come I can't get it off? Where's the key? Uh, and it's only 60 bucks. A mere $60. That is money well spent. And you know, look at the test button, man. She's probably hitting that all the time. Here, let me hit this for you. Stop. It might be kind of a nice sensation. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah, a little bit. they orifice. fucking put a test on it. I can't believe it, man. <laughs> That's not sure if it works. So, like, you're after wearing this thing, you have, you have no REM sleep at all, right? right? You're, like, just totally, like, want to kill people. Yeah, you roll over, you set it off. That's funny. Okay, I got, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to do one more toy. This is not really a toy. Well, it's kind of a toy. It's just so strange. Shrinkster.com slash 4RH is in hotel. And you got to read the title of this thing. Cell. The website is Cell, which is about cellular biology. It's a, it's a serious site. The story in question is remote control of behavior. Through genetically targeted photostimulation of neurons. Right. Photostimulation. Let me read you the first sentence because it's a winner. Optically gated ion channels were expressed in a circumscribed groups of neurons in the Drosophilia CNS. So the broad illumination of flies evoked action potentials only in genetically designated target cells. Flies. Mm-hmm. What this means, Drosophilia if is a you read fly. the rest of it, is these guys have come up with a remote control for fruit flies. Uh. 
<laughs> Sweet. They're using lasers to trigger neurons inside of a fruit fly to guide where it flies. I don't know, Mark. Sounds like an alien technology to me, don't you? I, yeah, I don't know. I just see these guys sitting back in their lab coats, you know, with their little remote control devices, buzzing <laughs> their flies, doing little, you know, dog wars, do- doggy fights, dog fights. What's it called? Dog fighting kind of things with the flies. I just see them like, yeah, man, we're gods. We're controlling these flies, man. And on the next page, they sell a little camera that straps to the fruit fly's neck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what kind of life do you have to be, live to like be doing this to you know get some kind of feeling of power of fight? You know, just cut me out of the fucking show, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fucking say anything. Just take me out of the show, man. Make him stop. Make him stop. I believe it or not, that sentence I just read to you—the most coherent sentence in the entire article. Huh. Okay, it gets worse from there. This is serious geek speak in here. This is. You know, biology geek speak. It's scary. Wow. I don't know. Maybe these guys are paid by the the number of letters divided by the number of words. Because every word they can find that's over 15 characters, they're going for it. Phototransduction. Ooh. That's a good one. That sounded that really sexy. Can you say <laughs> that again? Can you say that again? Phototransduction. Oh, man. Ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Baby. There's, uh, that's my toys for the week, guys. And to take us out this week, Mark Miller is going to lay on us the names he's been called this week. Thanks, Carl. Well, I've got a couple uh, phrases to start with, and then we'll, uh, we'll move from there into the names. Uh, number one, I used to be pro-life until I met you. <laughs> you are not really so much of a has-been as more of a definite won't-be. <laughs> Now, this genius said this to me. He said, you're a few beers short of a six-pack, and you're also missing that plastic thingy that holds it all together. (laughs) (laughs) And then this one happened right after I told my five-year-old son he should respect his elders. He called me Booger Brains. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Extra bonus pussy. Now, this sounds like a good thing, I know, but trust me, in the context in which it was used, it was not a good thing. (laughs) Penis ears. Penis ears. Who calls somebody penis ears? I mean, what a fucking moron. (laughs) Butt picker. (laughs) Offensive, ill-neutered foot licker. (laughs) That that one was an IM. I wasn't sure if the guy meant nurtured or or natured or something, but I'm an ill-neutered foot licker. A bubbling mucus geyser. (laughs) Wide-eyed anus peeper. (laughs) Toe jam liquor. Babbling snot fuck. This, I guess, is a medical term. Fecal filiac. (laughs) Pig rectum. That's appropriate, though. Knob chugger. <laughs> and finally, suck my ass. Oh, God. Well, thank God that's over. Thanks to everybody who uh, participated on the show Karen Greenwald, uh, Mark Miller, Richard Campbell, Jeff Maciolik. I'm Carl Franklin. We'll be here next week at mondays.pop.com. Tell a friend, love each other, but get a room first, huh? Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>